Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are on episode two of season three of the Ben versus Noel of Felicity podcast. I'm Brianna. I'm Kristen. Hello. What up? What is happening? Hi. Hi. Big second episode. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about <laughs> this one and forget it. You know what? I think so. My opinion of this episode is there's three major storylines, right? We've got the Noel being married slash the anti-Natalie intervention. We have the Elena basically almost cheating slash cheating on Tracy. And then Ben and his dad. Right. Am I forgetting anything? Nope. Cool. So I think we just hit the hammer on the hit the hammer on the head. Mm-mm. Hit the nail on the head with the hammer. I don't know. God, I can never get these sayings right. I think we should just like hit on these three storylines and then, you know, call it a day. All right. Cool. Yep. Should we save the big the big one for last? Which one is the big one? Noel? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So I really just kind of want to get yours slash my just really big thoughts because this whole episode kind of brought up a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? Not like ethical problems, but like, what's the word I'm looking for? Controversial moral issues. Sure. Right. So let's do Elena and Tracy and Finn first, because this one basically starts the episode off, which is just kind of funny to watch this because if this scene were happening now and the roles were reversed, how big of a problem would people be happy with this? If it was just a bunch of guys watching girls in, I don't know, bikinis, I guess, like moving around their furniture, just really, I don't know how I felt about it. Yeah, it was stupid. I don't know if I'm weird, but I've like never gawked at a guy like that. Like, no, I don't think I've like looked at guys butts and been like damn that's a good ass like <laughs> I, ever like I don't I mean like I notice if guys are attractive sure but not like that damn why is he in a towel <laughs> why is he in a towel like did they go interrupt his shower and we're like hey we had you need to help us move furniture and you can't get dressed I mean it's so weird that the three of them are just standing there like that and that they keep having to move it, and then Felicity gets in, and they like make Felicity get on, get in on it. Like they're so obvious. I know the guys know what they're doing, but it's just bizarre. It's really bizarre. And even watching this episode twenty years later, it's still. I felt that same way watching it the first time as I do now, and I'm just kind of like the what the fuck moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Elena and I guess Finn is his name. Finn. She's got a little crush on him, and so, you know, she's having a really hard time with the whole no-sex thing with Tracy, and she's no longer, like, trying to hide it. She's questioning him. She's questioning God and, like, whether he is – whatever. Like, is it all worth it, Tracy? And he's like, oh, I I don't need a sign. Like, my sign is I'm walking away from this right now, and she needs a sign. So we go on from there – they run, her and Julie run into Finn in the halls of the school, I guess. And he asks Elena if she has a boyfriend. And what comes out of her mouth is the word no. And the look Julie gives her is like pretty classic. I mean, the look on Julie's face in this elevator episode is pretty much the same look that Julie has on her face the entire episode, which is stunned, pretty bitchy, and just like removed, I guess, would be my opinion. But I could not believe she said no. You would think that Tracy is, like, a shitty boyfriend, doesn't treat her well. Like, 
is is like maybe isn't smart or something or she doesn't like have respect for him as a person but from what we know of tracy so far he is the complete opposite of that he has like you know he's freaking in pre-med and he's just so nice he gets along with all of her friends anyways from the outside looking in this relationship of theirs is so great and the fact that she is just trying to like taint it is bonkers it's bonkers and it seems really out of character for elena and I guess I was just kind of shocked and in awe of her whole demeanor throughout this entire episode. She's a bit disappointing. A bit disappointing for sure. So she asks Julie to go to lunch with them because she needs a buffer because what if he's really smart and blah, blah, blah. So Julie is super hesitant, but she ends up going and it turns out he's pre-law. He's very intelligent seeming and... Him and Elena are really just hitting it off. Have you ever had to be a buffer before for somebody? I don't think so. You? Um, nothing came to mind. Like, I mean, I'm sure I went, you know. Well, like I've similar... wheeled it before, but never. I don't yeah. even understand what a buffer really is. Yeah, I guess me either. But yeah, third wheel for sure. But it just, Julie is so offended. But I think this is the best line she has in the episode when she's like, I'm the third wheel. I'm always the third wheel. She definitely is always a third wheel right you know finn keeps weave weaving his way in and out of this episode you know he's giving noel advice on getting an annulment or divorce or whatever the case is and like the weirdest scene for me with this whole kind of like love triangle slash love square is when she's studying with tracy and finn comes to the door and you know tracy's like says the answer and like calls her baby or something she's like it's just my lab partner who talks to their lab partners like that? Well, like, again, it's, an idiot? it's really, really rude and mean, like, to Tracy. I mean, and also, I don't know if you noticed this, which you find out at the end of the episode what that photo is, but she's apparently got some sort of fucking, like, 9 by 10 photo of just Tracy next to her bed because when her and Finn are about to kiss, it falls over. So, yeah. I told Mark I was going to get a big photo of him and just put it on my bedside table. Creepy. Nothing. Okay. So him and Julie and Elena are in her room, like listening to some music and Julie leaves for class and him and Elena almost kiss, but then the picture of Tracy falls off the desk and her bedside table, whatever. And that's her sign. So she's like, this is my boyfriend. And he's like, I thought you didn't have a boyfriend. She's like, I do. Like, I got to go. So she goes and tells Tracy she believes in God and it's all good. And then the real kicker is at the end of the episode when Elena is just like, you know, back to her old, old Elena self, just a little happy as can be. And Julie and Finn walk in the bathroom and apparently have hooked up. This is like the, a great moment. It's a great moment. Like Elena clearly stunned. And then Julie, which I don't know why either of them had to go in the bathroom because it doesn't appear Finn had to go to the bathroom. Julie maybe had to brush her teeth, but she could have waited. But yeah, she's just like, I don't need your attitude right now. And the look on her face is just so bitchy. <laughs> yeah, I like it. She's kind of, like, has every right to, like, hook up with Finn. And, right. I mean, I'm sorry, Elena. Like, I'm totally on Julie's side on this. Like, I'm sorry, Elena. Like, you fucked up. You tempted yourself to cheat this entire episode. And, like, come on. But, yeah, Julie's going through some stuff. She's clearly, like, having a really hard time with her dad's death. And it's affecting her in, like, many different ways. And she's, like, in a slump. Like, self-admittedly kind of in a slump. Yeah. I don't know what... I think about this situation. Yes, Elena is just like shitty the entire episode, hands down. But there's something about Julie 
in this episode that just really bugs me because if Elena would have asked Felicity to be a buffer, well, Felicity probably would have talked her out of it anyways because Felicity's not a piece of shit. But um, I don't know. I know there's a reason she asked Julie. I know her and Julie aren't that great of friends, but still, if I were doing this for a friend, I wouldn't sleep with the guy. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a weird, it's a weird situation. I'm not like shaming Julie for sleeping with him. I just think her and Elena just really aren't that great of friends. So like, what do they expect to happen with this pairing of a buffer? I Mm. guess. I don't know. And yeah. And you like, haven't liked Julie for like a season and a half. It's true. So, (laughs) but yeah, I don't know. It's a weird situation. Let's move on. You have your opinion. I have my opinion. (laughs) Exactly. Let's agree to disagree. Yeah, I don't really want to argue. So that kind of wraps that up. So we leave on a good note where you're hoping that Elena has like come to her senses. And yeah, just whatever. The next storyline is one we haven't like dabbled in yet. We meet Ben's dad. We finally learn that he is actually an alcoholic. I can't remember if he's confirmed that before. I mean, we knew he had issues and that his mom and his dad like didn't have a good relationship and neither does Ben and his dad. But I feel like this is the first time we like know for sure he's an alcoholic. Am I wrong? So yeah, I don't think we knew he was an alcoholic. But I think it's just crazy that we meet his dad and his dad is John Ritter. Because John Ritter used to be like a yes. really big movie star back in the day, right? Well, he was a really big like star. I don't know a lot of movies that he was in, but I mean, he was very famous. Right. He's dead now, which is sad. Yeah. I don't have a lot of... Not thought or opinion, but it's it's hard for me to relate to this situation because, you know, his dad is clearly a really big time struggling alcoholic. You can just tell from this awkward dinner that we have to sit through that, you know, him and Ben's relationship has just been like so strenuous. They haven't talked in a really long time. And I don't know, this dinner kind of takes a weird turn because you think as soon as his dad says he's in AA and one of the steps is to make amends with the people they've hurt. I don't know. I thought for a second that after that, Ben was kind of going to get up and leave and just kind of say like, fuck you and your steps. But it's just like something clicked in that dinner. And then he just stayed. I don't know. Did you pick up on that at all? Yeah. Yep. He was at first a little offended because he felt like maybe he was just being like checked off of a list or something um, with the 12 steps. But yeah, I think he got excited. Yeah. Like, you know, a little glimmer of hope, I'm sure. Yeah, so the dinner, ultimately, it was super painful, reminiscent of, like, season one when Felicity was with her parents at dinner. Oh, um, God. But, yeah, he they leave, and he's kind of excited, and he – I feel bad for him this episode because I feel like Felicity is not there for him enough because she's so obsessed with Noel. Yeah, I agree with you, and – I feel like this is the first time watching this episode that I felt that way. And I think it's because, you know, older now, more mature. But I want to give her just a tiny bit of benefit of the doubt because she has no idea how to empathize with a situation like this. Because as of right now, I mean, other than her parents being divorced, you know, she just doesn't. She's just so positive and she's trying to be positive and like, oh, that's so great. And that's just wonderful. Mm -hmm. I don't know. She just doesn't seem like the best Yeah, I agree with you, for Mm -hmm. sure. So yeah, and then, you know, him and his dad meet up again, and his dad gives him a gift. What was the gift? Was it CD? Yeah, and he's like, have you heard of him? Ben's like, no. And then apparently, it just seems like his dad asked the, you know, person working at the store, 
what a good CD was and just bought that for Ben. Yeah, such a random gift. But they have coffee and him and his dad are just sitting there. And this really just resonated with me for some weird reason because his dad was talking about, do you know how old I am? And Ben didn't know how old his own father was, which was weird. But so he's 48 and he just was telling Ben how it just, in the blink of an eye, it flies by. And when you're young, you just don't understand this. Like, it's crazy how, how much it flies by. And it was just like a really good father-son conversation, I thought. Oh my gosh. This is one of the biggest lessons I've learned being older. <laughs> because when you are younger, every older person you know says that exact same thing. Like, life goes by so fast. You know, what's the saying? The days are long, but the years are short. And it's so freaking true. And if I could go back and tell myself that, I totally would. But you you're never going to get anybody to listen to that. You just have to get to that age where you just all of a sudden it like smacks you in the face. Yeah. It's super weird. It is like, we're all like getting older me, you and um, our brother. And like, you know, he's going to be 42. I just turned 40. Like I don't feel for, I think I'm third. I act like a 30 year old and I look at other 40 year olds and I'm like, yeah, they seem old. I don't know. I can't comprehend. I think you just stay. I mean, and maybe it might be different. Like for Mark and I, I still feel like both of us are like 22 because that's like the age we were at when we just kind of like reconnected. And I don't know if I would feel differently if I had met somebody that when I was, you know, 31, 32, 33, whatever. But now that we're 34, I I still find it weird saying that number out loud because I'm like, wasn't I just like in my mid 20s like a week ago? Like what the mm-hmm. hell? <laughs> Even like, so I worked a second job, like a lot, most of my life, not anymore, of course. But, and when I lived in New York, I worked at Starbucks and I know I've told you this story, but like, it was just a second job I had. And I worked a lot with like high schoolers and I saw like, they were like, you're 27 years old. Oh my gosh. They were like, you're so old. Like, I'm sure they just thought I was some like loser. And like those little shitheads are definitely older now like than 27 and I just wish they could go think of that comment that they made and like how it just ages just a number like I don't know I don't really know what I'm trying to say it's just and no I get it but I think because like I've always viewed you as you and Mitch and like all of your friends not as like old in any way but like I'm trying to figure out how to say this. I can't think of how to say it, but I feel like I view people older than me a little bit differently since I had older siblings and I was the youngest. Like it wasn't just like, oh my God, you're so old. It was like, oh my gosh, you're older than me. That must mean you're really cool and I want to hang out with you. I don't know. That doesn't make sense at all, but that's just my my two cents for that. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. We're digressing, but what his dad said is so true. Yeah. So Ben is really excited. He's going to... His dad, I guess, is a lawyer, which I didn't realize. And his law firm has, like, behind home plate tickets at Yankee Stadium, old Yankee Stadium at this time, people. And he wants Felicity to go, and she's really excited. And they go to the Epstein bar to meet him, and he is a no-show. And it's, like, it sucks so much. Because in that scene where him and his dad are having coffee, at one point, Ben stops him, and he's just... I forgot what this city's like. All the people and the noise. You forget when you're away for so long. How long it is. Yeah. Well, you should come out more often. Yeah, I will. You know what? Don't do that. Huh? I just... 
I've been through this enough times with you to know that what you say is going to happen and what actually does happen are two totally different things. Well, Ben, sometimes you say Just things... Just don't, that... don't say you're going to be here when you're not, when you, when you know that you're not. Please don't do that. You know how old I am, Ben? Like, uh, 40-something? 40 48. And when I look back, I can't remember one thing about your childhood. How about that? All I remember was this little boy and me not being there. What was I doing that was so damned important? What could possibly have been so important? And so even after that, like, heart to heart they have, his dad, this very next time, just doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. And again, this is kind of where you get another gl- glimpse of Felicity. Like, she just has no idea what to do in this bar setting. Oh you know, God. she's just kind of like... I don't even know. It's just really uncomfortable to watch. You see Ben just like fidgeting and getting like more and more upset as the time ticks away. And finally he gets up and leaves and then she pays. And this is her defining moment for me in the episode when she follows him out. And, you know, she doesn't really know what to say other than, you know, this time is different because you have me. Mm -hmm. What did you think? Yeah, for sure. One thing that bothers me about the scene randomly is that he's drinking a beer. Oh, <laughs> is he's drinking a beer and she's not like, can we please like go back in time and have Felicity have a beer, kick it around once in a while. <laughs> like she's just sitting there like a goddamn lump on a log. Like, but yeah, so he just books it out of there, leaves her to pay. Like, right. and yeah. So she says the right thing and you know, he looks comforted somewhat. So I just, my, my thing, the sweatshirt tied around the waist, there is a trend that I feel like that tried to make a comeback not too long ago. Thankfully, it just kind of fizzled. But yeah, the end scene when they are walking and then he just like grabs her and they both like have their arms around each other. It's about the cutest thing. And it's a, it was a great way to end the episode. But yeah, you just, you do like your heart breaks for Ben. It's, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like the little, the sad little boy coming out as an adult now, which I'm sure hurts even more. So yeah. we don't get a lot of resolution from that storyline. Nope, it kind of ends there, so... And then last but not least, we've got Noel and the Doritos chick and the fallout slash outcome of their getting married. Yep. So we first see Noel right away. He goes to the student apartments, walks in, and he's like wearing this outfit. He's got like leather pants on. And I think somebody mumbles like, are those leather pants? And Megan's like, I don't know why I'm so turned on right now. Like, so funny. And then he tells them all that he got married and... Yeah. He looks drunk or high. Not really Mm -hmm. quite sure, but he's just like, they got married. Yeah. Then he like leaves, right? I, I, yeah, I guess we're led to believe that. And then, you know, the group minus Noel are all at, I'm assuming the Epstein bar talking about it and how they can basically get Noel out of this. And this is another situation. I don't know how I feel about it because I think we've all been in this situation where a friend of ours is dating somebody that we don't like or we think is terrible for them and we want them to like snap out of it and come to their senses but I guess I've never pushed it this far as to basically have an intervention (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, there's some really good lines that come out of this scene. Um, Richard said something said something about this quicksand bitch is pulling him down and <laughs> like so good. And Megan starts talking about her friend and he he was so good. And then he got in with the Whippet crowd and just those are two things that really made my day. Okay, like the I could never understand if she said Whippet or um, what else did I think she said Whippet. Oh my god, I can't think. I was never knew which I was never sure what she said. But does she mean like people that do like the whippets? Like the is that when you do the aerosol from the? I believe so. But okay, <laughs> this is me and Brie coming coming out with our awesome. We don't know anything about drugs, so I mean, like, yeah, uh, cool, yeah, the whippet crowd. I guess I didn't know they were like a a crowd. So, yeah, so they have this meeting at the Epstein bar, and then they decide to have an intervention. So we see them all back at the apartment, and it's an Adelie intervention or something like that. And Ben wants – he's gone on record saying he thinks this is a bad idea. No luck's in. They kind of all bombard him, and I don't know. What do you think? This is just so unrealistic for me to even try to like wrap my head around how I feel about it. I mean, their points are valid. It's coming from a good place. The way they go about it is obviously really shitty, and I just have a really hard time focusing on anything else other than his blonde, random streaks in his hair, his really loose pleather pants, and the weird, like, button-down, Hot Topic-esque shirts yeah, he's wearing. The, the intervention goes really bad. He ends up storming out, and then Felicity it prompts her to go see him. Oh, my gosh. She looks so cute. I love her hair in a bun. And her... What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And she, her shirt and outfit is so cute. Like, I just wish she would wear her hair in a bun. The necklace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you I remember those one. necklaces? Just like the really, yeah, coming back. So she goes to see Noel and she says some really good stuff to him. She says he should be disappointed in everybody because they went about that wrong. And she invites him to have dinner to celebrate the marriage at the loft with Natalie. Right. She's really trying to right the wrong, you know, leave it to Felicity to just in this moment say the exact right and perfect things. Oh, so she also, when she was there, one of the ways she tries to explain how she just was surprised by all this is she reminds him of this notebook he had back when she met him and it was his four-year plan. And, you know, so we see him looking at the notebook before going to the dinner and he's just reminiscing See, you can just see like the doubt really starting to creep in after that conversation with Felicity and it just confirms it when Natalie is just like oh you used to yeah. be such a geek yep and okay if the situation are reversed I just love that she comes out of the bathroom and she's like what do you think of this outfit and she just like ties it up higher over her belly button and she's just like I just don't want your friends to think I'm like whatever and he's like no it looks great what nah you've seen how Felicity dresses right Natalie oh, it's a little yeah. risky I mean she she can't oh my god, she for sure looked cute. cute. So yeah, whatever. Just really jealous that I don't have abs like teeny, that. Teeny tiny, teeny tiny. Dorito she chicks. doesn't eat those Doritos. <laughs> but so we go to the loft where they're having the dinner, and this is one of my favorite. I mean, this happens after Natalie leaves and everything, but when Richard or when Megan says something like, "I was really starting to like her," and Richard is like, "You also chose to get a nose ring." Richard, he's got some great lines. I wish I was going to write down what you said. So I have she's, a spring. She's, it seems to be going really well. She's sitting there telling stories about their summer travel and 
Richard is skeptical the whole time and she says something and I don't remember <laughs> what, but she, it's like, yeah, she says she like got into Hemingway's bed and it was just such a visceral feeling. And he's like, visceral right. means feelings. Like, so funny. <laughs> I just love it. And so she gets a phone call. Noel starts to like sweat. I'm wondering in my head if he's had beats because I'm like, what is wrong with him? <laughs> he goes into the bathroom. He's having like a mild panic attack, I think. And meanwhile, Natalie gets a phone call. She goes over to where Felicity said was a pen and paper, happens to be Richard's notebook. She sees the notes on the anti-Natalie intervention. I'm going to give it to Natalie here. She handles this like a freaking mm. pro. You know what? She gives the best glares and just like icy stare down when she's like, when Sean's getting her coat. I mean, even when she's like going out the door, she manages to like pause two more times and just give them all really right. dirty looks. Um, probably the best way to handle it. You know, I would have probably had a goddamn meltdown. Oh, yeah. So she leaves. Noel's concerned. He's realizing that she's not the one. He made a huge mistake. So he finally finds her. She comes home. He's worried, making calls. Tells her he thinks that they need to, like, annul this marriage. And she fucking, like, cold clocks him in the eye. This is when he goes and he sees Finn and gets his options. And he's like, she could have broken my eye socket. (laughs) Love that part. So dramatic. Yeah. And... Ultimately, like, she tries to seduce them again, and they just decide they're going to annul it. I mean, what else? But I got the pizza from Johnny's. I got pizza, I got your breakfast. We get it, Natalie. You're just so cool. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, he's going to have to throw away all the cool clothes she got him. Natalie, at least he doesn't have to get a tattoo removed off his arm. Am I right? Right. God damn it. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like Noel's coming to his senses. I guess we'll see in the next episode what the uh, fallout will be from this. But he seems like he just really wants to get his life back on track, finally. Yeah, and I think he's going to move into the loft. So that'll be interesting because oh, yeah. he used to date Felicity, you know. I don't know. Bands just getting back together. <laughs> Tell you what. Yeah, is there anything else in this episode that you want to touch on? Uh, no. What? Should we talk about our favorite and least favorite things? My favorite scene was a little – it was just – a really random funny part where when Noel is sitting there talking to everybody and the lawyer about the annulment and Sean is sitting there with this bag of chips, just like watching it, like it's pure entertainment. And I just really like that part. It was so innocent. And so Sean, isn't it like I noticed it in this episode, I've noticed it before, but I keep forgetting to mention it, but the freedom of product placement in these early shows i mean they're drinking cokes they're drinking pepsis they're eating ruffles chips i mean uh tracy has fila pants on it's just really interesting because even in like all the reality shows when they're just like hanging out and drinking stuff they have to put tape over the brand names Mm -hmm. when you see tv shows now with products in them you know it's a product placement and they were paid to have it in there i don't know it's just really interesting to me yeah but anyways least favorite scene I don't know. Owen and Tracy kind of just bore me in this episode. Word. What about you? Um, my favorite scene was the end scene with Felicity and Ben. And I don't feel like I need to explain that any further. And then my least favorite scene, it was when Julie was talking to Sean. What the fuck is so funny? I knew it was going to be a Julie scene. <laughs> <laughs> but it was when she was talking to Sean. And I don't even know what she's talking about, but she's just like, and she just doesn't believe me that I'm okay. And she's that something else happened to my dad. And like, I got tested and I wasn't a match and blah, blah, blah. I just really 
everything with Julie kind of comes to surface next episode. And so hopefully you guys will understand my feelings more about why I'm just so angry and like annoyed with Julie there. Oh, that's good. Got it. Um, here's a segment we're going to try out this episode. You guys can let us know what you think. Chris and I will discuss as well. Mark and I. Hey, why don't you get over here? That in your ear. Okay, we're gonna tr- we're gonna try out a new segment called Mark's Corner, and I don't have a lot of information to give on this segment because this is our first time doing it. But Mark is basically he w- he will want to say he's forced to watch these episodes with me, but he's watching these episodes along, and so we're gonna just do a couple like hot takes from you. You don't need to explain it; just let us know what some hot takes are, and then you can leave. Yeah, you know I always have a lot of opinions when we're watching this, so I'm glad I get to finally voice them. You know. Usually it's just me yelling in the background or when I'm editing, I'll stop and I'll be like, you know what? I just, so I got uh, four things I think I want to touch on uh, on a reoccurring basis. Number one, what is with Julie, man? I know you guys are just talking about it, but like it always seems like somebody kicked her dog and like she has nothing she can do about it. Number two, one thing I really liked and don't really see this often from her, but Felicity at the end it's now like her chance to really take care of somebody else. And typically it's the other way around where they're all kind of catering to her. So it was nice to see her just kind of switch roles a little bit. I like that. Um, number three, I think this one I'm going to kind of label as unpopular opinion. I don't really mind Doritos girl. I hate Shocker. the storyline, <laughs> but I don't really mind her. She kind of livens up the stale group. That's true. Um, and number four, uh, I didn't notice any cool furniture in this one, but I, there was a quick pan when we're in the loft and you see the clock above the wash machine and I really like it. Wow. Talk about attention <laughs> to detail. Nice. That's all. That's it. Thanks for joining us. Mic drop. See you next week. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, Kristen, Ben or no? Um, I'm going to go with Ben. I don't really know why. I'm going to, man, everybody, I know. I'm going to choose Noel. Nice. Because I'm really proud of him for really getting out of his Red Bull haze and wanting to just get his life back on his four-year track. And it seems like he's really going to try to stick to his guns. And, uh, yeah, I don't even know what else to say because I think it's been about 15 episodes since I picked Noel. So I'm as shocked as you guys are. It's great. So that'll lead us into, before we get to lifestyle categories, let me just see here. So next week is going to be episode four, which is Hello, I Must Be Going. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, my Lord. Wait. Tune in next week. All right. Lifestyle categories. Any food news you want to talk about? Well, since you're now back at work, I feel like one of us has to be baking. So I decided... I'm going to bake like little cookie trays for our friends this weekend. So I made two types of cookies this past weekend and I'm going to make one, maybe two more in the next 48 hours. You know, what really pisses me off about baking is when you give a recipe a try that you're excited about and then you get, get it all done and you try it and it's just like, eh, you know, Yeah. I know you can relate to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm also making homemade pasta for people and Mark is making some homemade sauce. We're just putting together a little like, yeah, putting together some little uh, just goodie bags for our close, close knit friends here since rolling out pasta is just kind of eh, doing it for a bunch of people is just kind of the worst. Maybe you'll be doing it for Phil. I don't know. You'll have to wait and see. Cool. I mean, we didn't mail you guys any for Christmas. so Don't get excited. It seems like I'll see you in a couple weeks anyways. For sure. 
Um, but yeah, otherwise, nothing else really new in the food news world other than we started doing the imperfect produce boxes. And the funny thing is, is for week two, I forgot to submit my order in time. So I just got whatever they shipped us randomly. Thankfully, it was only $40 and not like 100 But yeah, so we got some uh, like bok choy in that box. Yeah. What the fuck am I supposed to do with bok choy? Um, like you could saute it and put it in like a stir fry or... Do you eat the lettuce part or the bottom part? I don't know. Oh, okay. Neither. But yeah, nothing else really crazy in that box. So we, except we got a package of skinless chicken thighs. Oh. So looks like we have some uh, some recipes to start. We're big fans. We're on. big fans of chicken thighs over here. Boneless, skinless chicken thighs. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they were. So yeah, what do you like? What's been your favorite recipe with a chicken thigh? Oh, any chicken recipe that you're gonna make with a breast, you can make with a thigh. And why do you prefer the thighs? The thighs have like dark and white meat and they just yield more flavor so i really oh. like to marinate thighs and then grill them there's like they hold the marinade well i think cool mm-hmm. okay good to know yeah. i we just put them directly in the freezer because i think both of us were a little bit intimidated by it because yeah. we are we're a big chicken breast family here yeah uh i think that's uh that's all the food news i have i believe so take it away um well so this is my first week back at work and also, it's like Christmas time, so I just feel super busy. So this week's meals have been just like tacos and really easy things. But I did finish my cookies for the cookie boxes I sent out. I did make some banana scones the other week, and they are so good. But the recipe, so it's a Food 52 recipe, and it only called for one banana, but I added two, which made the dough near impossible to work with. But I made it, <laughs> I made it work, and they are delicious. I like a good baked good in the morning. So, what else is in the banana scones? It's just a regular scone recipe, basically. Okay, so there's no like nuts or anything, or like other um, like chocolate chips or anything. They called for chocolate chips, which I did not add, but I believe there's some crushed pecans or something. Interesting. Yeah, really like that. Other than that, it's about it on the food news front. Nice. Um, any new shows, TV? updates we have started season four of the crown it's really good i'm so glad like we mentioned last week we watched that diana documentary because it just really it's in season four yeah that's about it football we're all about football right now we're pretty excited because there's saturday night games this week so it's gonna be just a football weekend yay (laughs) and congratulations to mark big shout out he has moved on in the playoffs. So Phil and I are both out and we are rooting for Mark now. Oh my God. We are leaving to get coffee this morning. And out of nowhere, he's like, you know, it'd be really great if I could win this fantasy football league yeah. and get that 500 bucks. For sure. Yeah. So it's on his, it's on his radar. Good. He's excited. Sweet. What about you guys? Well, we accidentally, so you have an Apple TV, so maybe you know what this is. We don't, but have, on we Apple don't T- have Apple TV. Oh, just kidding. Well, there's an app on the Apple TV called Pluto. And it's, you know, it has the scroll menu like cable, but it's just, it's just mainly replays of stuff, right? Like MTV has a channel where they play Laguna Beach in the hills. Amazing. But on this one channel, as I was scrolling the other day, 90210 was on. And it was the season with Erica, with Dylan, you know? Oh, yeah. The sister. Yep. And so we kind of accidentally started rewatching 90210 from about season four. Great. Um, yeah, we are just to the part now where... Um, oh, they just got Kelly out of the cult with Dr. Finley. Nice. Always just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I missed the 
the part with the fire though because it was like they play it on a loop all the time so we kind of missed a couple episodes but yeah we're getting into the later seasons valerie's well introduced the peach pit after, after dark has opened just really god what a great show what would you say is like your best memory of nine or Twinkle, like season wise oh i mean i really the moments that stick out are the sister erica oh kelly and the fire because I think I was around that age. Like I was a, too young to be watching the show. But the fire, Dylan's wife, what happens. Mm-hmm. And then like the later seasons, like nothing huge really sticks out. But I Googled something and it made me like literally nauseous. So Gabriella, Andrea, she is fucking 60 years old right now. Mm-hmm. She is two years younger than our mother. Which means when this show aired, when they were supposed to be, what, sophomores in high school, she was 30 years old. Yeah, she was, like, almost 30. Mm-hmm. Oh it was 30. Yeah. Um, that's always been such a weird fact about that show. I think for me, that show, it was the summer episodes. Like, their seasons were so long. And the first couple seasons had summer episodes. So, like, the first summer episode when, like, Dylan is, like, homeless almost and still oh, yeah. staying in, like, the condos at the beach club and... Then, like, when Brenda goes to France and Kelly and Dylan fall in love. Ooh, I, I heard, losing my religion. I heard, damn, I wish I was your lover the other day. And it was so good. Oh, and the sunburn episode. You remember when Brenda gets really sunburned? Yeah, she, like, that's falls one asleep of the that summer thing. episodes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we talked oh. about damn, I wish I was your lover a couple weeks ago, didn't we? Anyways. I hear it on Spotify often, and it makes me laugh and think of you every time I hear it. Yeah. So, so yeah, watching some of that. And we are not watching anything new. So, I, you know, I've got Grey's Anatomy to look forward to tonight. Super excited. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so have you dived in, dove in any more to the Taylor Swift album? I really haven't. Oh, my gosh. I listened to it. I listened to it once through when I was making cookies last weekend. And it's good. And I really enjoyed the jam session where they, where they like, dive into it. And they ask the tough question, like, if you could listen to Folklore or Evermore, for the rest of your life, one of those, which one would you listen to? You've listened to it more, so your opinion matters more than I do. But, like, which one Definitely would you listen to? Evermore. Interesting. Because right I now... Like every song on it. Every song I like. Okay. Because right now I'm leaning more towards folklore because I liked the album a lot. And I really got a new appreciation for it when she did the Long Pond Studio Sessions mm-hmm. or whatever. And so, yeah, it's going to take a little bit for me to get... I think to where you are with Evermore, which is weird because usually you are like late on the Taylor Swift album train, mm-hmm. except with these two, because I think this is like opened up a newfound respect of Taylor Swift for you with these two albums Correct. because of the national and you know, right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm like loving it. Plus I'm listening to it a lot at work. So Word. I'm going to really give it a go tomorrow at work because I've got, I'll have some quiet time where I can just, you know, get back in there. Right. Any other updates? Do you have like, have you and Phil like decided what you're going to do for Christmas dinner? Because this episode is our last one before Christmas. No, we haven't. I might do like a short rib pasta. Like I, I did one in the past. That oh, was really good. But I still need, we still need one more dinner plan. So I don't know. We have some scallops here. So maybe we'll do like a surf. And, well, I don't know. I know you guys have figured it out. Well, so we got our like sweets figured out. We pre-ordered from the Thirsty Whale by our house for a like a dessert and like some cookies um it sounds like on christmas eve mark's mom is gonna drop off a lasagna for Ooh. us oh maybe i'll make a lasagna yeah. oh man i was either gonna do that or some pasta dish so that saves me from having to make it and then yeah christmas day we want to recreate thanksgiving with you and phil so mm. i think we're gonna do steak sandwiches probably 
possibly. Um, haven't finalized that yet. And then I'm hoping to just really fucking kick back because I'm so glad Christmas falls on a Friday this year mm-hmm. and I don't have to work the next day because I've always had to work the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So we're going to let the good times roll just like Noel. Mm, you know? Margaritas. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Um, other than that, you know, I was going to ask if you wanted to take a break until after the holidays, but then I figured we'd have only been back for a week. So we'll, we'll keep giving the listeners new episodes that they want. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody, we hope that you guys have a Merry Christmas, happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. Be safe. This year sucks. Neither Kristen or myself are seeing our families. We're just going to be home with our significant others and just going to make the best of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Ho, ho, so ho. we'll be back with a new episode next Monday before we officially kick 2020 out and ring in 2021. Well, that's it, everybody. We'll see. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, wait. What? I forgot to do on this day. Oh, Pop gosh. Culture. I'm so sorry. I got it. Okay. Yes. Our new category that we almost forgot about. So on this day. So like I said, this episode aired October 11th of 2000. Nothing happened on the year 2000, but just a couple quick highlights. This year, or this date in 1975, Saturday Night Live premiered. There was one more 90210 related fact. Oh, it's October 11th birthdays. And Luke Perry, RIP, this day, 1966. Oh. I just really trying to bring in those 90210 threads, keep, right. keep them coming. Cool. I know you also looked it up. Did you find anything? I did. I spent about two seconds, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, glad we snuck that in, Kristen. Good memory. I would have been really bummed out that I forgot that. Cool. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody. And happy holidays. Goodbye. Bye.